welcome to today's episode of Confessions of a Cleaning Business Owner. Today we're going to be talking about your first week in business. Uh, I'm Louise, here with Diane, and Diane, I Hi. need you to cast your mind back. Your first week, I mean... This is like asking, what do you first remember when you were a child? How long ago was it your first week in business? 15 and a half years ago, April 2008 was when I started my business. Goodness, mine was 13 years ago. But anyway, I feel like I've had a lot of first weeks in business because I feel (laughs) like I've relived it through other people again and again and again, but this time without any control. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and I think also probably I probably re not restarted but kind of revamped the business a few times in the last 15 and a half years so there have been things that I've changed along the way. So we're going to imagine right you're going to start your business from scratch and as of right now today we're looking at that first week and what needs to happen in that first week for you to set up the right building blocks for the perfect business. So Let's get started. First day. We've got first day. What are we going to do, Diane? Well, first day for me, and it's it's not the sexy stuff on the first day. It's the business plan and the paperwork. It's got to be the first day. Business I know it's not sexy. Plan, business plan. Do we need a business yeah. plan to run a, a domestic cleaning business? Yeah, because I'm not talking about the sort of business plan that you give to the bank and then put on a shelf. I'm talking about sitting down and actually why are you doing it and what am I trying to make here and I'm, I I get that you know people don't want to do it but actually it will it will stand you in good stead later okay so can we make this super simple so if I had to write a business plan now and to be fair I actually quite like business plans but if you know I perhaps hadn't had a lot of experience I'm going to write why I'm in business and these are just sort of things to remind me later on when it gets hard why I'm doing this and it might be I'm in business because I want a better future for my children or I'm in business because I want something to hand to them I'm in business because for me I wanted to work nine till three that is what I want and it's I know what it's like a year or two down the line you almost need reminding I only did this to work those hours why have I now got a business running out of control that's growing too big and I only wanted to work those hours and I think that's the a key thing here is that if you don't set out with that purpose and then keep reminding yourself, it's very easy to take any customer. It's very easy to find yourself working weekends and evenings when you wanted to work school hours. And it's like if you've got it set there and written down and you've you've thought about it, it's easier to keep yourself on track, I think. What if my goal was I want to make as much money as fast as possible? I'd like to be a millionaire by tomorrow <laughs> um it's probably not the right industry <laughs> to make a million by tomorrow yeah it's probably not great is it <laughs> but you know what if that is your goal and you want to do it as quickly as possible then you're going to say well I will be working my 60 70 hour weeks and actually within six months this is where I want to be and actually if that is your goal then you're probably going to have a far more detailed goal than we're talking about here um, yeah, and okay. I'm actually I'm actually a big fan of you know a big fat hairy goal. I'm really a big fan of you know really being aspirational, and your business can give you whatever you choose it to give you within within reason. Um, and actually having a bigger goal, and, and this is something that I always had right from the beginning was you know the house in France that you know that that was a picture on my wall literally from day one because it kept me motivated and inspired. So there's 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 merit in it from that point of view as well. 
Uh, I love it. I love talking about goals. I have achieved my goal, my life goal I achieved. And now I'm having to spend lots of money buying a new staircase. And then I'm going to have to do my like, oh, oh, I got everything I wanted. And now I'm going, there's a lot more work than I thought. Yeah, we, we found that too with the house in France and everything. It's like, oh, you mean we have to clean the pool <laughs> and we have to do all this landscaping and spend a fortune getting everything actually how we want it. But no, it's all worth it. I've just found that. So I haven't had a proper garden for a long time. And the last two days I've gone, oh, how am I going to scoop up all these leaves? There's a lot of leaves that I have to do something with. I was like, oh, gold, yay, I've achieved it. And now I have leaves to deal with. But anyway, let's move on from that. Right. So so we need a nice big goal. okay, and a business plan, ideally a plan as to how you're going to get there. Okay, what next? Well, there's, there's a bit of paperwork around around having a business, isn't there? Perhaps putting in place terms and conditions, early doors is a good idea. So I think terms and conditions are the building blocks of your business. The most important thing, because if you have terms and conditions, it means you've probably thought it through how your business is going to operate. So, for example, you could choose not to have cancellation clauses or you could choose to have them. Um, you can choose you know how often people should pay you do you want to be paid on the day of the clean or do you want to be paid seven days later or 28 days later um actually how do you expect them to pay you is it cash only or is it you're going to do it by will you accept transfers um if they have to pay you cash do they just hand it directly to you or are they expected to put it in an envelope clearly marked with your name just think through these things and i love the dcbn's terms and conditions are really good because they've been checked by a lawyer but we have a version that's in really easy language I love those yeah and they're so important to, to put in place and you know the other thing that you're going to have to think about and we talk, we've already sort of talked about payment is bank account do you need a separate bank account for your business and it's not necessarily a legal requirement but it certainly makes the bookkeeping easier if you've got a separate account yeah do you know can I tell a story when I first started I remember every what was it every Saturday morning I used to take my money to the bank because they paid in cash back then I don't take any cash now but they paid in bank it some of them paid by cash and I'd go to the bank because it was only open till lunchtime and then I'd take some of my money and I'd go to the local supermarket and I'd buy my supplies and that was my Saturday morning and I felt so proud and then I got really fed up (laughs) like every Saturday I was like (laughs) I've got plans you know Yeah, it becomes another work day, doesn't it? I remember um, I had to do an actual proper business plan in order to open a bank account back when 15 and a half years ago. You couldn't get a business account without one. Um, But you also got a business manager. So that was quite good because you actually got one to one a person that you would meet. That doesn't happen anymore, does it? Well, we used to have to do it in an actual bank, like, and so I'd have to go to the actual bank, but it's now all online banking, isn't it? And, um, okay, you can't pay the cash in as easily, but you can go to the post office or anywhere and you can just take photos of the checks. So even the checks have got easier. Um, yeah. So I like these online banking, although they're ones I haven't heard of. And so I'm always a little bit distrustful of, you know, I think there's Starling and Mondo and things like that. And I go, oh, I don't know them. You know, they're not on my yeah. high street, but they are good. And, you know, they, they are blah, blah, abide by the same rules, don't they? So 
yeah absolutely and one thing in your t's and c's about payment is what will you accept and you, you've already said louise you don't take cash um, and we don't take checks um because the bank charges for a business if you've got a business account are horrendous on checks even if you can pay them in on your phone you're still looking at you know i think i was a one pound 60 something to pay a check-in so um unless it's a very big check it's not really worth taking them yeah well they charge us one percent to pay in cash yeah. for every hundred pounds I get charged a pound and so we really try and limit it because you know you've got to pay that pound so if we take it in it's like we'll try and buy supplies with it but we don't buy supplies in cash we buy those no. online so trying to do anything with that cash is a nightmare so you have to pay it in yeah, yeah it's not great is it and it's definitely it's definitely worth thinking about early doors you know it's i think back to me starting the business and i took checks i took cash and then it was just after the first year of free banking it started to get really expensive to have a check for at the time i was 15 pound an hour 15 years ago so a 30 pound check is you know it's expensive to pay that in especially as at the time i had to go to the bank and do it so yeah be careful what you were uh, what you will accept and won't so I love terms and conditions, cancellation clauses. Let's get cancellation clauses in there. When people go on holiday, um, those are brilliant. Um, so, right, we're going to do our terms and conditions. We've got an idea of our goal. We've got our terms and conditions. What else do we need paperwork-wise on that first day? Um, that's kind of the, the basics covered, isn't it? I'd probably get an invoice template. So yeah, I guess, I want, yeah. I want to know how I'm going to send my invoices so that I can just put the amount in and it's like, boom, professional template, you know, set up. I like to set up the files on my computer. You know, it's like invoices. That's where they're going to go. And um, in, when you when I started, I don't think I invoiced my customers when I first started. I regretted that, but I didn't invoice them when I first started. And I think that's quite common. But I think the benefit of actually sending out the invoice is that there can be no confusion over the what the client is and isn't. Oh, it doesn't owes and whether you've delivered the service even if they paid you on the day already I still think it's worth sending out the invoices isn't it yeah and if you have one of these apps so um software like your zen major jobber connected I don't know connecting does it but there's loads of others um they will all do that for you won't they a lot of them send out the invoices which oh, yeah love it that's what makes them really good but if you like me do not use all of those things then you are going to need an invoice template the great news is if you go on Word, so we use the Microsoft Word, I'm sure there's a whatever the Google version is, they've got templates in there. So you can just get a template. But obviously in the DCBM, we already have a template anyway. Yeah, there's an invoice template in there and it's a um it's a spreadsheet, so it automatically adds it up for you as well. So makes it Love easier. It. Okay, so that's our first day. How nice. Mm. Are we gonna register any anywhere? Well, we don't need to register technically with HMRC straight away. But do you know what? If you're going to have a business, then I would register on your first day. Just go online and get registered. Yeah, because it takes a week or so to go through. And you have to register when you hit, what is a £1,000 turnover. Yeah. So uh, you're going to hopefully hit that within a month or two maximum anyway. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's our first day. And you've had to do paperwork. And it's not really fun. It probably will take you a day to adapt your terms and conditions, think it through. Day two. Now, I don't know if I'd start advertising my business or whether I'd start practicing a bit of cleaning. I think I'd probably advertise first because I hope that I'd have a bit of time to practice a bit later on. So I'm going to advertise. Would you agree with this? 
Um, yeah, I'd probably agree with with advertising, but not necessarily. I suppose it depends how quickly you expect the calls to come in. Because if I think back to my first customers, I definitely worked for pennies. I might have been fifteen pound an hour, but because I underquoted, I was probably working for five for a, a few of those very first customers. And if I'd have just practiced and realised that it's twenty minutes for a bathroom and forty minutes for a kitchen, or you know whatever your numbers are, if I'd have just practiced. On my house or friends' houses, I would probably have done less underquoting. Okay, but I'm going to advertise first because I believe it's going to take. Because you want to do the fun bit. That's because why. I you like advertising. Yes, I'm going to advertise. <laughs> you know, I'm going to talk about my cleaning that I can't quite do yet, um, and I'm going to put my practicing cleaning towards the end of the week because I think you know marketing takes a bit of time to work, and a lot of people start doing their marketing and they are like, oh my gosh, I'm going to put this advert out and I'm going to be inundated by the end of the day. Well, yeah, that's the phone nice. not ringing. <laughs> yeah, sat next to it wish it was ringing so I'm going to advertise and a lot of people um are a bit afraid it's really scary advertising because you're selling yourself and a lot of us don't know how to sort of sell ourselves and you go oh you know I don't want to seem really arrogant I don't want to go out and say I'm the best cleaner ever because I haven't really done it before so it's quite hard to start selling yourself and a lot of us then hide behind businesses and go, you know, I'm this business. And you almost make out like you've got our team will serve you. No, your team is just you. And it's interesting that because we don't want to sell ourselves, we're like, yes, we're a team. But actually, customers want that individual. And they actually want you to be Diane or Louise or whoever you guys are. Um, but because we're scared, we're not just like, I work on my own. I'll give you a really personal service. But that's what they want. I guess. But also, you know, if you think back to the first day one where we did a bit of a business plan, if your plan is to have a team, then really my advice would be to um, talk about your team before you've even got one, because otherwise you're going to have a transition point where they've hired a solo cleaner who's now got a team and there'll be there'll be some difficulties with that. So I'd rather if I know that that's my plan, then I would rather be talking about my team, even if it's me. See, I think you're going to have that transition point anyway. So you might as well be honest with who you are and where you are right now. If it's little old you doing it, I'd be going, it's me. Hi, I'll come and clean for you. Because (laughs) the reality is that, you know, until you've built it and, you know, you're probably looking three, four weeks down the line before you even consider taking someone on. um, They quite like you. It could be longer. It could be longer. A lot of people like to get their feet, you know, get comfortable and it's three months before they take someone on. So at that point, they're going to be so used to only being you. You're going to have the transition anyway. So I don't know, Diane. I don't know. I think we're going to have to agree to disagree on this one. Yeah. My advice would be if you plan to have a team, I'm not saying lie. I'm not saying tell people that you've got staff when you haven't, but talk about your team and, and we early doors because it honestly it it does make the transition easier even though there will be a transition undoubtedly um yeah it's it's better to plan because if you're if you want to be a solo cleaner that's great and you can actually earn a fantastic living as a solo cleaner and it's a really good selling point as well isn't it being a solo cleaner so own it so you know I'm going to I'm going to disagree with you once again. (laughs) You can disagree all you like. So I actually do have quite a big team. okay, and I still sell it as I. Right. And I still almost do that personal marketing, almost like they believe that I am going to do that clean because a lot of people still want that personal effect. Now, obviously, I do mention we have a team. It's not going to be me that cleans and it's me that does the quote. And I clearly explain I am never probably going to set foot in your house. Um, but no, I'm well up for a bit of personal marketing all the way through. But anyway, 
whatever whatever there's no there's no right or wrong in this business louise there's only um different yeah. ways of doing it and we've both been successful doing it both ways so yeah it doesn't matter yeah and and you know what swap and choose if you just got... choose who you like best there you go problem solved <laughs> <laughs> pick what you want pick what you want to do okay so we're going to do the marketing now the bit that people get stuck with when we talk about marketing is um what how do you market a business and a lot of people do the sort of social media and what they do is they suddenly go I've launched a business and they they pull up a Facebook page or an Instagram page and they have no followers and they do a few posts and it's like oh please friends follow me um and it kind of works if you're lucky it works for most people they fall fairly flat yeah and it can take a little while to build up can't it that's for sure so my best tip here is you know social media is great get listed on Google, even if you don't have a website, get listed on Google, get listed on Bing. Um, I sh- do you know, I'm listed on every single um, search engine, but I can't list them all. <laughs> like I know each well, one. The, the, good, the good news is actually one of our free downloads is a list of online directories. Um, so if you go to the DCBM website and look up freebies, um, there's um, a list of online directories that you could sum- submit your business to when you first start. And it's really good because all you do is you put in the business name, your name, the address, the phone number, a blurb about what you do. So have your blurb ready. This is my, you know, five sentence description. Um, A couple of pictures would be good. Um, You can do them on Canva if you don't have any pictures yet. So you can get professional pictures. Um, Personal ones are much better unless you have a team, in which case let's not use the personal (laughs) pictures. I'm teasing. Um, Use what you like. Um, and, but get listed on there and get listed in as many different directories and places as you possibly can. Because when people are searching for a cleaner, they're quite often going on Google to search for a cleaner. And, you know, it's going to take you a good few hours to get listed on all of them. It's just a time consuming job, isn't it? Yeah, but it's definitely worthwhile. And if you do have a website, then that's that's going to help with your website as well. But you don't need a website to get on all those directories and you don't need to pay either. There, Just get yourself a free listing. Sometimes it can be tricky, like Yelp gives you a free listing, but you try finding that because they are going to make you pay at every opportunity. So yeah. it's hard. To find. And they will definitely they will definitely phone you <laughs> and yes. try and get you to sign up. Yes. And, and the nice thing is you'll get lots and lots of phone calls when you list on all of these. They might not be customers when you first start, though. It's you'll get marketed at first of all. Um, but social media. So we cover this quite extensively. Advertising on social media is more than just posting it on your own profile or your own business page. It's all about the groups. And I love these. I love a bit of social media marketing. Yeah, and and the groups can be really, really helpful. And I know we've covered this quite a lot in our um, masterclasses for our members. You know, it's a really quick way of getting known in your local area um, on, you know, but just having a Facebook page is great, but you're relying on people finding it. Whereas if you can post in the groups and, you know, people asking for cleaners comment then that's really helpful too isn't it yeah and diane how are you going to compete you've just started right and you've gone on social media someone's looking for a cleaner and there's loads of other cleaners that will do it for 12 pounds an hour 12 pounds 50 some of them um but you want you've heard that you can get 20 pounds plus an hour how do you even have the confidence to go in and do you know do you pitch and say i'm 20 pounds when everyone else is saying i'll do it for you for 12 12 pounds 50 and you realise um, the going rate in your area is £12. The going rate, Diane. 
<laughs> Do you know what? If I believed the going rate in my area was £12.50, and it might be for some people, you know, bearing in mind 15 years ago, I was £15. I've always had to sell at a higher price than everybody else. And you know what? That's that's the customer that I would rather aim for. Um, so I don't I don't sell on price. I sell on what we bring, the value that we bring. So how if somebody's looking for a cleaner, let's say on Facebook, how would you secure that business? Um, by just be looking different, really, I suppose. So, you know, if I've got a because we've got a Facebook page, I would always share my Facebook page because that's going to show that it's a, a busy page and there's lots going on. And also private message them. Don't sort of be pitching to say I'm this much on a on an open thread. Just private message them and try and get into a conversation because for me it's always about always about having a conversation rather than about the price love it okay so we've put that out there and we are now going to cross our fingers and toes and everything else hoping that we get a phone call but we still actually don't know how to clean do we no so i told you you need to practice Okay. Okay. You say that I've been cleaning my own house for years, right? I think I'm a pretty good cleaner. Am I a good cleaner? Do we even know? Well, the reality is, and we've talked about this before, haven't we? I don't know that most people are good cleaners unless they've done it professionally. Most of us potter in our own homes. Um, Most of us don't literally, I'm going to clean the bathroom today, or I'm going to clean for two hours solid today. Most of what we do in our own homes is a little bit here and a little bit there, a bit of tidying up. We don't often get our cleaning caddy and go blitz the house, do we? So there's two things I think that make you a good cleaner. One is meeting expectations. And to to meet expectations, you've got to be really clear on what the expectations are. And two, to be a good cleaner, you have got to be a process-driven, methodical cleaner. So those are two things that are going to make you a good cleaner. And I can be outperformed by my staff. You, Some of them will run rings around me, but I will always have happier customers because I can understand their expectations and I will be more methodical. And that's really the thing that's going to make you brilliant in this business. You can work your butt off, but it's not enough sometimes. No. And there's a, there's actually, a again, in our freebies on our website, um, there's actually a checklist in there, a regular cleaning checklist. And it's, it's nothing fancy. It's nothing groundbreaking. But it's a really good guide for what you should be offering to your customers in order to manage their expectations on what you will do in a, on a regular basis for them. So, Diane, OK, we talk about how long it takes to clean a room. Have you timed yourself to clean a bathroom? Yeah, 20 minutes usually, unless it's a huge bathroom. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Sometimes I can, it can take me 30. I love a bathroom. I love going into detail. 20 minutes. Yeah. 20 minutes. I question that. But anyway, anyway. Right. <laughs> for a regular clean, if it's a deep clean, I'm, I'm booking in two hours because you never know what you're walking into. But for a regular clean, 20 minutes usually. 30 minutes for a larger one. So most of ours only have one bathroom in the house. So it's nearly all larger ones. And they like to batter yeah. that shower. And we get mould. So mind you, you get lime scale. But anyway, the point is, you know, it's going to be different. And actually, like Diane just said really clearly, 20 minutes or two hours. Well, that's a big variation, Diane. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so what where would a lot of new people come really unstuck is learning how long is it going to take to actually do that bathroom? Um, so time yourself. Go in, ask to do a friend's bathroom, ask to do their kitchen, go and clean the house but time yourself to get a really good idea. And when you walk out of that bathroom going, well, that was a really silly bathroom. That took me too long. Actually learn from it. It doesn't matter how long it took you. 
as long as you understand why it took you what it took you, then when you go and quote, you have so much more knowledge and understanding. Yeah. And it's and what you said about process is it really does pay to kind of go, how am I going to clean this bathroom before you start? You know, where am I going to start? How am I going to work my way around methodically? What products am I going to use? Because you could easily flip from one corner to the other and then, yeah, your 20 minutes will fly by and you've not actually achieved very much at all. But, you know, so we've got a brilliant masterclass in the DCBN library about training people to clean bathrooms. And I literally go through step by step exactly how to train people how to clean a bathroom really thoroughly. I love that one. My favorite bit on that is sitting on the toilet afterwards. And I'm not going to tell anybody in the podcast what I mean by that, because it's quite good to leave it hanging. <laughs> yes, but that is the tip when you finish a bathroom, sit on the toilet. <laughs> love that one. Um. Okay, so now we've practiced, so we've got a bit of an idea. This is going to take you another couple of days, really, to practice, unless you've got experience before you start. You know, but even as an experienced cleaner, if you've done office cleaning or anything other than domestic cleaning, or you've worked for another company, actually working for yourself and knowing what you're going to offer and how long it's going to take is the most valuable thing you can do. Because, you know, making those quoting mistakes, it doesn't matter how much work you get in, you are going to, you are going to lose so much money. So don't make those mistakes because you're going to be working for so much less than minimum wage. Definitely. And what about equipment and products then? So this is a really tricky one because I think when you start out, like unless you're going in with a clear business plan and most people don't, they go in and they just start doing a bit of cleaning they probably grab what's already in their cupboards. And I, you know, I would love everyone to start out with a proper, this is what should be in your caddy. And it's really clear and it's really obvious to me what should be in your caddy. But most people grab what they've got at home, don't they? They do. And, and also, I suppose most of us are also a, a little bit influenced by what the marketers want us to buy. And, and yeah, products that are going to make life easier. We see them and think we bought them for our own homes. We maybe have them, you know, all in our under our kitchen sink. So, yeah. But for me, if because we're, we're here to sort of how should you do it using our experience? I would be starting straight away with professional products. I know it sounds a bit crazy, but actually it will save you a fortune. And you'll only, you know, if you're using five five litre dilutables, for instance, they'll last you all year if you're a solo cleaner. And it will also save your health. And for me, that's why that's the only advice I can give, because the supermarket products, they might be great and they might smell nice, but they're not designed to be used day in, day out. And also going back to my story, every Saturday I had to restock my supermarket products. Yeah. Like that was really annoying. And, and then I moved pretty quickly too. And, you know, the hard thing about your concentrated professional products is that it can cost you quite a bit up front. But the likes of Jangro are selling them in, what, half litre bottles, one litre bottles. So you're not spending a massive amount. You're spending, what, 10, 15 pounds and that will last you six months. So. Yeah. And also it stops you. I don't know if you do this when you go to the supermarket. I'll go in and sometimes I write a list, but mostly I just have it in my mind. Um, 
oh, I get, I buy pretty things, things at the end of the aisles. The marketeers get to me every time. And it's the same with cleaning products. You go in there and I know really clearly, I just want some cream cleaner and a little bit of toilet cleaner and maybe I'll get some antibacterial spray. And then you go in there and you go, oh, look at this new scent of fairy liquid. I don't even use it in my cleaning business, but oh, let's try it. And have you seen these sponges? And this, and these gloves have got fluffy bits on them. And I know I only use disposable but right now I'm going to get fluffy gloves and oh it used to cost me double yeah and the reality is you know and I'm sort of people you know B&M bargains is is you know it's not so much of a bargain when you end up with a trolley full of things that you didn't know you were going in for when you only went in for some green cleaner so there is that also that risk of overbuying isn't there yes and then I get a bit confused by like I love a bit of Barkeeper's Friend, but they've got Barkeeper's Friend cream and then they've got Barkeeper's Friend powder and then they've got a Barkeeper's Friend spray. And I'm going, oh, what do I even want? When... No, I'll buy all three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I better test them all. Whereas I probably know exactly what I want. And, and actually, when you find your products, please just buy them, buy them in bulk, buy them in concentrate and just go from there. Brilliant. So we've covered products. We've covered a little bit of equipment, maybe. But again, you, we're sort of saying you usually start out with what you've got in your house. So would you go out and buy a vacuum cleaner for your business at this stage? I've got or dog. use the clients. Mm, so when I started, I did used to use the clients. Right. Well, that only lasted two months. And I tell you what I did that killed it for me. I am. Um, I was using a client had a Henry vacuum. And I dropped it from halfway down the stairs and it bounced down the stairs. Um, I can't remember the full story, actually, because it did hit my foot as well. And I was like, ow. Anyway, it got to the bottom of the stairs and it stopped working. I couldn't turn it back on again. And I was like, oh, my God. Now I've got to fess up to the customers that not only have I not vacuumed their house, I also have broken their vacuum. And I was like, what am I going to do? I don't want to hit them with the double whammy of this. And so I drove home and they were in Chilton and it was a 20 minute drive. So I drove home, picked up my, I don't know what I used, Henry, let's say, um, drove back. So that was a 40 minute round trip, finished the vacuuming and had to confess that. So I at least then had at least cleaned their house rather than not clean their house and broken the vacuum. And it turned out that all had happened was the motherboard had come loose. Um, and it was all fixed and fine. And at that point, I was like, right, so I'm now going to always carry a Henry round in the car with me because this could happen. So then I always carried a Henry. And a couple of cleans later, I went to use the customer's vacuum. And obviously the bag or the lack of bag, because it was a Dyson, hadn't been changed. I was like, well, OK, so I'm going to have to use my Henry. And then I'm thinking, hmm, I'm charging them a cheaper price because I'm not using my own equipment. What am I doing? I'm having to use it anyway. This is silly. I'm now just going to only use my own equipment. And really, it was quite a quick transition for me. Yeah, uh, we, we've never used clients equipment, but I know from my previous um, years of, of going out cleaning, just solo cleaning, I did use the client's equipment. This is going back a long time. And the things that you would you just didn't know whether it was going to work or not and like you said the bag was full there were no no spare bags or you were just cleaning you were trying to sort of get rid of the hairs on the roller to make it work and it's just like I'm here fixing your vacuum cleaner for 20 minutes before I can use it so yeah when when I started my business it was like no I'm not doing that again I'm going to have my own um, vacuum cleaner and actually now customers go, will you bring a vacuum? I'm like, yes, we always bring a vacuum. Good, because mine doesn't really work. I'm like, if, I wish you'd said that to me in the early days when, you know, they weren't really working. And yeah. if 
as a professional, I don't know about you. Well, no, I do know about you. I want to feel proud of what I do. And if I haven't got the tools and equipment to be proud of what I'm doing, then I just feel a bit sort of of a second rate cleaner doing a budget job. I want to do a proper job. I always wanted to be a premium cleaner. I want to do a good job. And in order to do a good job, I've got to have the right tools. Yeah. And I think, you know, my sort of right from the beginning, my ethos was that not that I wanted to be the most expensive cleaner in the in the town, although I think I probably was to start with, but it was more that I, yeah, you're right. I want to be premium. I want to be the best cleaner in, in town. And in order to do that, I need to provide the equipment, I need to provide the cleaning products and I need to charge enough to make it a successful business. Yeah. Okay. So we've practiced, we've got our equipment. We've done four days so far. So this is two days of practice we've done. We're set up, we're marketed. What are we going to do on our fifth day? Um, probably need to start actually hopefully the phone's been ringing um maybe you know I mean if the phone hasn't been ringing we're going to start other marketing strategies we're going to look at what else we're going to do I mean you know my first clients all came from flyers and I know they still work yeah they do work if you can get it right you can't do you know I made the mistake I paid for someone to do my flyers so we put my flyer in a bundle with 10 other flyers ah, yeah <laughs> which went out with uh well he, he delivered them and I, I didn't get a lot back from them you'll be shocked to hear yeah so I used I used to deliver my own um on a the first the, actually the first week of business it was a lovely sunny april so um i went out and delivered a lot of flyers and all my first customers came from those flyers and you know what the flyers weren't even very good um it was just that i delivered them to the right target market so my flyering attempts have never been great i'll tell you what works for me networking so in my area we've got some really lovely I went I went to all the networking groups and I went to BNI and all of these. And honestly, I felt like a complete fraud. It was just little old me starting out and then there was grouping men in business suits and I felt ridiculous. But there were luckily some lovely women in business groups and they were a lot more friendly. And um, so most of my first customers actually came from people I met at networking and it spread very quickly through word of mouth. So and Gumtree. Gumtree really worked for me back then. Oh, right. I've never never used Gumtree at all, I have to say. So I liked Gumtree. Um, I think ne- next door... Is it not is- a bit dodgy nowadays, Gumtree? <laughs> yeah, I think you'd have to pay for it nowadays. It was free back then. Um, but yeah, Gumtree was pre-Facebook, wasn't it? I think Facebook existed, but not... It didn't have what it has now. It was just... No, you, you definitely friends. needed a website, yeah. But no, Flyering, it still works for us. We, we do postcard flyers now um, and they still work really well we always if we deliver 100 flyers we usually get at least one call which you know is not a bad return that's really good isn't it it's a bit of flyering and you know Mm. to really improve it knock on the door and flyer yes yeah well that I I used to like doing the flyering on a Sunday afternoon because quite often people would be out in their gardens and you could actually yeah have a conversation are you looking for a cleaner? And a lot of people get cleaners because they like doing the gardening themselves. They'd rather get a cleaner than a gardener. Yeah. No offense to gardeners, um, but yeah. they like doing that part. And that's that. I actually I did a post on um, my Facebook page about that. You know, have more time for gardening. Um, and, you know, let us take care of the cleaning. And actually, it was a really popular post, and we did have some calls off the back of that. So oh. yeah, gardeners like to have cleaners. 
I will put that in. I might try that. I'll be stealing that post idea. <laughs> um, perfect. So that's our first week. Um, hopefully you've had some calls in and actually it's giving that first quote. So I used to do all mine face to face. I don't do any face to face now but all face to face and I'd go along and we've obviously heard your story about the suit um, but yeah I'd go along my clipboard yeah <laughs> and honestly I didn't really know what to do so I just kind of chatted to them and found out what they wanted and just got to know them and do you know what that's what selling is isn't it yeah chatting to people finding out what they need and then selling them it I don't think I ever sold and I still to this day don't believe I've ever sold anything it was just what do you want okay yeah I'll deliver that then yeah there you go tick yeah and and I you know I remember my first sort of few and I I've I've still I'm still amazed that I can go along spend 20 minutes with somebody in their home and walk away with their their house keys and their alarm code and I know and I've met their children and their pets and I know when they're going on holiday and they've literally met me 20 minutes ago but that's because you know, I'm confident, but also genuine. Yeah. And I used to, in the later stages, as the business got bigger, I'd go out and I'd try and compact all my quotes and I'd do seven back to back. I remember one time I got all seven, seven keys. I was like loading them into my car in between each one. I was like, oh, my <laughs> Lord. And I started putting the keys on my car key ring so that I could then, when I got back to the office, I'd have to go through them, but I'd have to make sure I knew which one was which. Yeah. Cause I was doing several at a time. And also a good marketing strategy. Every time you do a quote, make sure you have some flyers. Like we have posters cards post them around their neighbors while when you've when you've done the quote yeah I've got to say I was always a little bit pushed with my quote so I do that on the first clean I do it's so on the first clean you're packing up the car and then I'd get quite excited and then do five either side and five opposite and then I was like I always kept these flyers in I've still got them now actually I've still got flyers in my glove box I haven't delivered a fr- flyer for years but anyway got the flyers in my glove <laughs> box and I sometimes get excited and do them yeah, but if if they're you know the, first of all, there's nothing better than having two clients on the same street on the same day. It's brilliant for you and for your team, you know, in terms of traveling. And um, but also, if that customer is target market, so are their neighbours. So you know that you've got a target market street that you can put flyers on. Perfect. So that's our first week. That's yeah. all we're going to do. You're going to job register, done. Get Off you things. go. <laughs> Easy. I mean, and what do you do at the end of week one, Louise? You join the DCBN and get all the support to make sure that that first week you get better and better after then. Well, to be honest, if you join the DCBN at the beginning of that week, they would have done the conditions. They would have you would That's have true. watched the videos and learned from all the people's experience, and you wouldn't <laughs> have gone through that first week. In all honesty, you could have done the first week in about a day and a half if you were in the DCBN. So <laughs> it's too late at the end of your first week. No, it's never too late, but. Um, join it at the beginning if you're going if you want to learn from other people and I think that's the point of the DCBN you know you can learn all this the hard way you can go and spend two days cleaning or you can just learn from other people in the same situation and professionals and experts in the industry and take your learning time down like I said I didn't take on my first employee or my first person for three months well I've got DCBN members doing it in two weeks I'm going how well obviously I know how it's phenomenal Um, and I support them in doing it but that's because they're learning from other people they're taking on that knowledge and the mistakes that it took me three months to make why waste your time go and just learn pay pay to cut out two and a half months of hard learning speed it up yeah yeah that's the whole point of research isn't it and speeding it up 
So that was a really nice revisit of how to start a cleaning business, really, wasn't it? But specifically your first week. But there's also a really, really good course that's included in our membership, isn't it? The Nought to 50K course, yep. um, which is your baby, isn't it? Covers everything you need to know to get started. Yes. And if you don't want to pay for membership, which you should do because it's much better value, uh, but the Nought to 50K course, um, it was £300, but there is a code and it's not to 50 dcbn if you need help just drop us an email or drop one of us a message um and you can have it for 180 pounds it's everything you need it will include your terms and conditions so everything we've listed here that you need to take your learning time down and it will take you right from startup right to really where you're turning over near the 50k mark looking at growing your team from there um, it will take you through all the things you know need to know up to that point. Everything that's been included in your caddy, how to quote. It's got templates on everything, and it's only one hundred and eighty. And I have to mention this because it's it's I wrote it. Um, is there's a really good book out there by by me um, called How to Start a Domestic Cleaning Business, and it's just five pound, and it will take you through everything you need to know to get started. Perfect. It's different ways of learning, isn't it? If you want to watch someone on video, if you want to do the interactive way, you can have the course. If you want to just read a quick book and pick it up that way, go read Diane's ebook. Whatever, well done, whatever works for you. <laughs> Perfect. Enjoy. And if you are starting out, just remember, it's a really exciting time. You're going to succeed. There's not enough cleaners in the UK to fulfill all the demand. So please don't undersell yourself you will get busy it might not seem like that when you first start and the phone's not ringing yet it will you just need some support in marketing and if that's what you need just come and ask there is so much support out there here to help thanks louise good luck everybody good luck and i'll speak to you soon bye diane